Welcome to NextCast, a podcast about teaching and learning at Humber College. I'm Nathan Whitlock, an editor at Humber Press. On NextCast, we talk to some of the faculty and staff who are leading innovation at Humber, both inside and outside the classroom. In this episode, we sit down with Faculty of Health Sciences and Wellness Professor Matt Raymer to learn more about his Teaching Innovation Fund research on student assessments. So welcome to NextCast, Matt. Thanks very much. It's great to be here. Well, I'm very happy you're here. I know you are very busy. And so I just wanted to ask you, what is it you do at Humber? Where where you come from and what are you teaching? Well, I teach primarily human anatomy and physiology courses here at Humber uh, with a bit of pathophysiology uh, thrown in. Um, I typically have larger class sizes as well. So sometimes 200 plus students all in one big room all together, uh, learning together. So sometimes that's a challenge and sometimes that's uh, an, an asset, I think, for the way that I teach uh, my classes. I also teach in multiple programs uh, and I teach in the Bachelor of Nursing program, the paramedic program, uh, the funeral service education program, so sort of a wide variety of students and student right. perspectives, which is, uh, which is kind of neat. Uh, can I quickly ask what pathophysiology is? Sure, pathophysiology. So physiology uh, is essentially how the body works. So if we take one more step back and say uh, anatomy is the parts of the body and then physiology is how those parts of the body work together to uh, keep you alive and happy and healthy. And pathophysiology is when that physiology, that normal functioning uh, goes wrong. So essentially the study of disease and disease processes. I see. Okay. So basically everything happening to me right now. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Uh, well, we're not going to be talking too much about pathophysiology today. Not today. Uh, we're actually talking about some research you did through a Teaching Innovation Fund project um, with the help of Dr. Aaron Spicer. Um, what if you just kind of let us know what that project is? What was it all about? Sure. So this project was looking at uh, trying to figure out the usefulness of an assessment that I recently began using in my funeral service course. Uh, so the assessment's called the one-to-one uh, assessment, uh, and I was trying to determine if it was actually helpful in helping students learn and retain the content uh, and then whether or not they found value uh, in that assessment. And what made that question kind of pop in your mind? Why were you, uh, were you concerned? Were there, were there problems with it or was it going well and you just needed to know whether it's actually working? Yeah, so it's, it's, it's an interesting question because I think a lot of times when we do assessments, we, we may not stop and think about whether or not that assessment is actually useful and is it doing what we think it's doing. Uh, so the nature specifically of the one-to-one is very resource intensive uh, because the one-to-one uh, is essentially an assessment where we give the students uh, a couple of topics or a couple of questions ahead of time and they then take some time and prepare their answers and then they meet with me one-on-one to be able to then present one of their randomly selected answers. So when I have classes of hundreds of students, and for this specific course, there was 110 students in the in the course, uh, having to meet with each student, while it's great to sit down and have a conversation with them, uh, it's obviously very resource intensive, especially in terms of uh, time. And so I was wondering whether or not that expenditure of time uh, is actually beneficial uh, for us. And so in talking with uh, Dr. Spicer, with Aaron, with my classmates, uh, I thought it important to look at whether it made sense to actually carry on with this heavy investment uh, of time. Because I mean, I thought that it was useful and I thought it was an interesting uh, assessment, but I didn't have any hard data 
to support it. Uh, and so I said, well, look, there's some money available through the TIF fund. And you know, Dr. Spicer is uh, a quality improvement expert who I met in grad school. Um, we became good friends. And so this is kind of her area of expertise, figuring out what works, what doesn't work, how can we tweak things. Uh, and so with her support and, and the support of the program coordinator for funeral service, Michelle Clark, I said, well, things are kind of all coming together here. There's some money for research. We have the expertise. So why don't we look at this and see whether or not it's actually useful. And when you started doing the assessment, when you started, uh, you know, speaking to the students, or were they willing to participate, or were they sort of, like, oh, I already did the assessment, I don't really want to talk more about it. Right. Yeah, and that's that's an interesting question about how, how to get students to respond to your research, and how can you get them to actually do the survey, uh, because typically we don't have very good response rates when we do surveys. The response of the students when I said, hey, that listen, there's going to be this opportunity later on in the semester to give some feedback about this assessment specifically, uh, for the most part, they were pretty excited because I don't think that they often have an opportunity to comment specifically about specific assessments. Uh, and so, yes, they have the student feedback questionnaires, which is kind of more broad and more general in terms of what the questions are, but to specifically be able to say, what did you like what did you not like what did you find value in for this specific assessment a lot of the students said wow great when is that happening like how do I how do I sign up for that can I you know do it early you know that kind mm -hmm. of thing so yeah I mean I find even when students do student feedback questionnaires they will specifically zero in on I loved our unit on blah right I didn't like this midterm test or exactly that assignment yeah they don't say well, this didn't align with the learning outcomes as I read. Them. Right. They're, they're exactly. really specific about, you know, these moments. So. Exactly. I also find for the sometimes for the student feedback uh, questionnaires that you get people who either really liked a specific thing or really didn't like a specific thing. And those are the ones that are going to comment. A lot of the students, though, may not give you any feedback in terms of written feedback. They don't say anything about the assessments. They just say, oh, it was great. Or no, I didn't like it. Instead of you know, what specifically did you like? What didn't you like? What professional value? So, that, so I think for this, this, this uh, survey that we did or this research project that we did, um, we were really able to kind of zero in on those specific mm. questions. And I think the students picked up on that, that they were going to have that opportunity and then were uh, happy to, to help out. There must be a sense of, of uh, empowerment to them if they're actually going to give you feedback on what yeah. you're doing rather than just taking it passively and saying, I guess this is what we have to do in class. Exactly. The teacher told us. That's that's a huge thing. And in the research um, that I put into to sort of the background of this project and now that we're starting to write up this project for a, for a peer-reviewed journal, that seems to be a major theme in assessments and whether students prepare well for assessments or not uh, is whether they find value in that assessment. And so if they can see the professional value, if they can appreciate why they're being asked to do this assessment, then they will often prepare better for that assessment and then they're able to be more successful. So again, as we're kind of putting this all together, it's, it's like, oh yeah, well this, this makes sense then that you know the students like this assessment because they see that value uh, as it's, as it's uh, related to their to their careers. And so here's the golden question. Sure. What were the what were the findings? Were people completely into that assessment or was this a case of uh 
you know, pedagogical pathophysiology. Right. <laughs> to identify the, <laughs> the right. damage. Problems, yeah. Uh, we did a couple of, of uh, avenues of, of investigation. We did both uh, quantitative uh, investigation and qualitative. So the big thing that I want to highlight to start with is that statistically speaking, uh, the students did better uh, on one-to-one -one related content than they did on control content. Uh, so we asked them uh, content questions that they covered in their one-to-one -one assessment at the end of the semester, uh, and then compared that to questions that they answered on content that was not part of that assessment. And they statistically did better on those one-to-one -one questions, which then leads us to believe that they are learning that content better by having done that assessment. Uh, and that's uh, backed up by the statistics, which is fantastic. So we have some sort of hard data now to, to support that. We also found that there was no correlation between when a student completed the one-to-one, -one, either earlier in the semester or later in the semester, and their score on the survey content questions, which again leads us to believe that the students retained that content uh, that they learned, regardless of how much time had gone by hmm. uh, as, as a, in, our, in our study. Uh, then we asked uh, the more qualitative questions, um, looking at uh, whether or not students liked the one-to-one the -one and what value they found in it. Uh, and so we asked the students to rate their agreement with uh, the statement that said, the one-to-one -one helped me learn the content from the three topics. And so interestingly, we found that about two-thirds of the students agreed or strongly agreed with that statement, that it helped them learn. But a quarter of the students strongly disagreed with that statement. Oh, okay. And so it was interesting then to say, well, hang, hang on a second. A quarter of you said that this absolutely did not help you learn. And yet we have the quantitative data that shows, uh, actually, it did. <laughs> it actually did help you right, learn that content. Right. So there seems to be a bit of a disconnect between what, what they think they learned from this assessment and what they actually learned right. uh, from the assessment. So that's another interesting question that we could uh, explore at some point. But uh, the last thing that we uh, looked at were some open-ended questions on what the students liked uh, about the assessment, what they didn't like about the assessment, and what professional value they, they saw in this assessment. And so the students liked uh, that the one-to-one -one helped them learn uh, the content, uh, the one-to-one -one process itself, the fact that it was oral, which was a bit surprising because we've heard a lot that students are really stressed out about oral exams, they don't like oral exams, they're not used to oral exams. But that turned out to be actually one of the themes that came out as being a positive uh, from, this, uh, from this study. Uh, and it also helped to motivate them to actually prepare better. So those are some of the things the students liked. Unsurprisingly, <laughs> uh, about half the students noted that uh, a drawback of the one-to-one -one was that uh, they felt stress and, and anxiousness uh, associated with it. But I guess there's stress and anxiousness associated with probably any assessment that you're, that you're going to do. Uh, importantly, though, the last thing that, uh, that we found was that about half of the student comments uh, reflected that they'll be able to take the research and interview skills that they developed in the one-to-one and apply that to their careers, which I think if you're talking about an assessment being authentic, and this is what you're gonna be doing in the real world, can we prepare you to do what it is that you're gonna do in the real world? Well, this is exactly what we're looking for. This assessment is, uh, according to the students, um, helping them uh, to be successful. So that's a pretty solid vote, I think, uh, of support for maintaining the one-to-one -one and maybe even expanding it to some of our other courses. So having all those results in hand, having those you know, strong positives, a few strong negatives, some some surprising data in terms of what they what they really valued. 
do you feel it has helped you in your in your teaching practice, even at this stage, at this early stage, in terms of putting all that data together and, and uh, creating reports and so forth on it? Yeah, that's a great question. Well, I think for this course specifically that we're definitely going to continue to use the one-to-one. I think especially for this program, uh, the students really value it. They can see that professional value. And so even with that, uh, I think there's value then to keeping that assessment. Uh, But now that we have some of the quantitative data saying that they do learn content better, I think it's going to be a a strong motivator to try to incorporate uh, this type of assessment, maybe not exactly in the same format, but some type of oral assessment into some of my other courses. I could imagine for one of my anatomy and physiology courses where I sit down uh, with each student uh, and rather than ask them a bunch of multiple choice questions about how the heart works, I could say, tell me what you know about how the heart works. Right? And then the students can just start talking and we can kind of probe and ask deeper questions and kind of figure out where the, the boundary of their knowledge is. What it's helped me understand is the importance of really assessing our assessments. Because a lot of times I think we, you know, we took over a course from someone else or we've been teaching courses for so long and we've just always had this type of assessment. We've had a short answer midterm or we've had multiple choice for you know, huge, huge numbers of students, but we don't often go back and say, you know, is this assessment doing what I actually think it's doing? Is it assessing what I think it's assessing? Or is it just assessing a student's ability to take an assessment? Hmm. Uh, and so if we can, maybe reflect a little bit or if I can reflect a little bit more on why am I doing this assessment and what is the actual assessment? How is it contributing to student learning? It's not just about the student going home and memorizing a whole bunch of things and then blurting it out for a test. It's can the assessment itself be a tool for helping the students learn? Uh, And so I think doing this research has really helped to sort of solidify in my mind the importance of that self-evaluation of what we do in our practice and to make sure that It's actually doing what we think it's doing and what we want it to do. Well, thank you so much, Matt. This has been great. You're very welcome. Thanks for having me. It was great to talk to you. Next Cast is produced by Kristen Valois for Humber Press. To listen to previous episodes of NextCast and to read issues of Next Magazine, go to HumberPress.com. You can also find free, downloadable transcripts of every NextCast episode at HumberPress.com. To suggest stories for future episodes of NextCast or to just let us know what you think, email HumberPress at Humber.ca. That's HumberPress, all one word, at Humber.ca. Thanks and see you next time. That is still not a pun.